Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but it's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today. And today, the part of Alexia will be played by Justin. And the part of Justin will be played by Alexia. That doesn't make any sense, but yet my boobs are growing. It's incredible. It's What's incredible. Happening? You have these all day like, and you don't play with them. I'm Can't doing sort that. of a John, Carp- a John Carpenter version of a very young Mrs. Doubtfire chest happening on my eye. It's just weird. Just that the, Things are just growing out of me. I feel... <laughs> I feel amorphous. I feel. I feel like like it's weird. These are very wait, heavy, and they hurt my back. Wait until the glitter starts, um, man. Like, <laughs> till it starts right, seeping like I, out of your pores. I, I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, we have a very short amount of time to talk about two very important things. Um, uh, uh, for those of you wondering, uh, I'll mention the second one first, and then we'll talk about it at the end. We are going to spend a little bit of time at the end talking about uh, the passing of Rene Abagenois, uh, who who passed away a few weeks ago. Um, and we did a whole show about Nog, and it's not like one life is worth more than another, or one guy deserves it more or less than another. Um, but Renee was Odo, and I have so many more strong feelings about Odo than I do about about Nog, who I also loved. But I mean, I met Renee Abagenois. Renee I did too. I did too, which is rare. Like yeah, you usually like, get to meet people, but I don't always yeah, get to, and I did. I mean, he. He hung out with my he hung out with my kids. Hey, maybe he could fix them. Um, I'm just kidding. My kids are awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My um, kids are fine. <laughs> um, uh, we uh, like like this is a person who impressed me and a character who impressed me. We're going to talk about him at the end. We're going to give him a little time. It's not as fresh, frankly, as it was when we did the Nog show because we did a show like the very very next day. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, as fate would have it. Uh, this all happened right over the holidays and yeah. it has just been, I know for those of you returning, you're like, oh, a Trek Office still a show? We forgot. Um, but yes, <laughs> we are. Uh, so um, so we are going to spend some time talking about that. But we are here, for those of you who've joined us for the main reason we're going to be here uh, is to talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We have to. And unfortunately, this is crazy. We, we dedicated like 30 episodes to lead up to the show. Then we did a phone call episode and Picard is coming so soon and we had so little time to talk that we have like this one 30 minute like on the air episode because we can't possibly talk about this next week. Because we haven't talked about short treks. There's like like six new Star Treks that we haven't talked about. And we and and then we gotta kinda do a pre pre Picard show because I wanna have one more show where we go, okay, what is it that we want? What is it that we think it will be before that dreaming ends? You know, I wanna have a Christmas Eve of Picard. You're so weird about that, dude. Like when you said that for Rise of Skywalker, like you wanted to do that right before we watched it like in the theaters. I was like We've done that, like, at least I know. once, possibly thrice. Like, dude, 
What more is there to say? Let me explain something to you and to our listeners. Let me explain something to you and to our listeners. Um, that my favorite moment of almost any movie is the moment after the opening title comes on and then the screen goes dark and Star Wars stretches it out because then they give you like the Lucasfilm thing in silence mm -hmm. and then they give you a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away also in silence. So you're just sitting there going, <gasps> it's like the, it's like the, the, I mean, I mean, I guess we'll be a little blue, but it's like that, like, it's like a pre-orgasmic moment almost like that moment right before. Uh -huh. Like you're just like, it's, like it's really gonna long happen. It's like, it's gonna come, it's gonna come. Um, so like that is like, I love that moment and I wish I could hold on to that moment forever. Oh, I, so, there are so many movies that I see that after I see them, I'm a little bit sad because I'm like, I wish I could see that again for the first time. Um, See, I don't have like, that problem because it frequently is simultaneously like I'm seeing them again for the first time and also seeing them again. Yeah, it's 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 something that I, I have can't... a lovely like something broken in my brain. Maybe I don't know. Um, like I, I'm sure I get it from my mom. I will never forget. She like came home like three weeks in a row. This is back. This is back when Blockbuster was a thing. For all you youngsters that don't uh, don't know what that means, it was a building uh, that you went into <laughs> to, in order to uh, rent. Like you had to get a card and pay yes. money to rent a VHS cassette that you would then take home with you, and then you had to return it, much like a library book. Uh, and What's so, a library book? No, I'm kidding. This it was a book. library, right? I'm sure. Yeah, they don't. A know library what that is, but is a so building you, with what's right, a, it's book? a building with no, books no. But you, so you had to return said cassette, and it was you know be kind rewind, uh, which nobody ever did except me because I worked at one, um, and so. Uh, she came home though, like three weeks in a row, like back from block. That used to be an event, you know, when you'd go rent a movie. You guys have no idea, you young people, how you have it. You just, even oh, yeah. myself, when, when, even the when old you're, people. When you're fit. Yeah, like, when your favorite movie from six months ago, like, is finally out, and you get to see it again because it's finally out, and the whole wall is like a wall of it. They have like seventy copies, right? and it's just a wall of the movie you're looking forward to. Yeah, no, that's what. So, so you're saying that that is you're able to come back and see but, something yeah, for the first like, time. But yeah, but like people didn't have like you don't have that now. But like, and I've even grown. I admit, I've I've grown accustomed to to streaming myself. Like, there's a movie that I happen to love that I think is a classic. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, and you should absolutely watch it. It's called Vibes. It has Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper. Good luck finding it, because I'm pretty sure the only way you can watch it is if you buy a physical DVD from Amazon, um, which I own. But I'm irritated to this day. It's a Sony picture, picture I think, like under some like tiny subsidiary. But I'm pissed off to this day, like that I can't have it on any streaming service i'm like really nowhere yeah no i, I have to put I, I the have dvd to admit, for in my, my my favorite movies i've actually turned around and purchased them again on streaming i have done much well that's what i loved about that's what i love about voodoo is most of the yeah, stuff that i already can... own like it's it's not the same I, I feel like it's upgrading to a higher version like so i don't yeah. feel as bad it's no, a I few agree. bucks 
you scan it in, it's totally worth it. But um, that's so also I'm with you, but my mom, so three if- weeks in a row. So it used to be an event, <laughs> is my point. Going to the Blockbuster, ooh, to rent a movie was like an event. And she came home three weeks in a row. I remember very clearly yelling up the stairs going, I got sleepless in Seattle. And we would watch, like the first time we was like, ooh, cool, because we really all wanted to see it. And we watched it, and it was a cute little movie, and we enjoyed it. Um, and then the next week, same thing. We're like, um, Mom, we already watched that. She's like, no, 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 no. Is this Sleepless in Seattle? You know, we know. We watched that one already. And then she, and we watched it, and she had no memory of having watched it the first time. Now, I know you all think and my it- poor mom has, like, early onset Alzheimer's or whatever, because this is when I was, like, a teenager. But this is not the case. <laughs> and then, like, the third time, finally, we were like, you've got to be joking at this point, Bob. You must be. But she was she was not she was not joking. She meant it. She and that's like Star Wars. Trek off! So, that's what I'm saying. It's like that for me with every movie. <laughs> like, so I don't have your so, problem where, oh, well, now it's over and I can't watch it again. Now, I will say <laughs> I I am different like that with Star Wars somewhat because I have gone back to see it three times. Um, I've I seen this movie surprised. three times. You saw it twice, <laughs> though, right? You saw you saw you know, you only no, saw the one time you end up you'd end up catching the early show. You just saw the one time. So really briefly, I saw it the regular way. And then the second time I saw it at the Air and Space Museum in downtown DC. That is the best the way. To, I mean, stream. real IMAX, in my opinion, like yeah. never gets not your homegrown IMAX guys. It's no. this is it's meant this for is this. Legit. And then like I saw it, I saw it in 40x, um, with the and? seats that move and the and and like the wind flowing on you. And when they're on the snow planet, it started snowing in the theater. Shut up. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, If it was my first, I would not see it the first time in 4DX because it's a little tiny bit distracting, but it's also just kind of like, cool, (laughs) that's neat. Um, So I would say first time do biggest IMAX screen you can find, second time do 4DX. Absolutely worth it. I'm going to see it a fourth time. I'm going to see it a fourth time. Let's just put put on Front Street. Alexia, did you like Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? I did. And do you stand by your statements made last time or has it decreased in your estimation as time has gone on? Uh, I stand by it so far, but I haven't seen it again. I do um, want to see it in 40X now, though. That sounds fucking awesome. It snowed in the theater legit. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it's fake snow. I'm, I mean, I'm Whatever. Sure I've all. always wanted to be in their fake snow. Like yeah, my I'm whole sure, life. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we all have cancer now, but- Worth Whatever, it. Whatever, worth uh, it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the critics have savaged this film, and I hate to say that I've mentioned before. I listened. Well, to that too. I haven't read a lot of other people's reviews, uh, be they uh, critics or just randos. Uh, I haven't. I've. I've. And I don't, I'm not on social media like you. I'm not very active with that. Um, I'm, I tend to think of it as, as fairly toxic. I know it's not. Uh, good for an actor to not be on that um but uh so i limit it a lot but and maybe that's why i maintain liking it um what's changed for you since you read all that stuff yeah well that's a great question i listen to 
I'll just call him out. I listened to two podcasts by the same podcast company called Binge Mode and The Rewatchables. And Binge Mode is doing a whole Star Wars recap, and they've been so high on everything. They've even defended the prequels, and then they were into the How original. The fuck and they were so. You do that? Oh, I've heard. They were. They were psyched. They they were psyched. Then they were psyched about Force Awakens, and they love BB-8, and they're loving Baby Yoda. Um. Uh. And and I mean, loving anyone who doesn't love Baby Yoda, though, like, I mean, you. There's no yeah. way not to but, really. But, but like, Baby Yoda. Like you, can he- you can hear their genuine affection, though. Like, they don't just love Baby Yoda. Like, they are, they, they, they think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. They're loving, and they're doing all this in order, and they're loving Last Jedi. And then they get to Rise of Skywalker, and it's very muted. And they're like, yeah. And one of them, I think, said something around the lines of, I wish I could unsee it. Oh, my God. I wish. And 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 here are the the, the complaints as they laid them out. Okay. And and I I tried to listen with an open mind. By the end, I feel like there's a toxicity in the fan base of all things now. And I think this is frankly mm-hmm. true politically too. I think that yeah. you you there is no world for I kinda liked it or I kinda disliked it. Like they were they were angry at the film, which I can understand not liking anything or liking anything. I can understand not liking something. I here's can understand what not I don't li- understand. And here's what I know happened in that film and has been happening in film. And I said it in our little quick one. And I'm saying it a fucking again. And if you want to hate on me for it, so fucking be it. At times, they are a change in. Deal with it. Either well, bury your fucking head in the sand because you're angry that... Women are people too. No, but that's the thing. Are, no, 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 no. But that's the thing. And their hugest are criticism. And that people are their, their other criticism. Stuff like that. Believe me, these are, this is this is a fairly woke podcast uh, that I like. To. I wouldn't just, listen to one. Just, I wouldn't listen saying, to one that isn't. Back to just just go watch sixties movies and don't watch anything no, that's being made now. But here's the thing: that's that's not these guys. That's not these guys. So here's the 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 problems they had. Their problem number one, Ray. They said that the the what was great about Ray and what was great about and they loved Ryan Johnson's film. And what I got from it mostly is there's no way to both love um, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker because Rise of Skywalker is and after seeing it three times, I agree with this statement is a deliberate course correction from Rise of Skywalker. It is. The it is metaphorically summed up in the part where she's about to throw away the lightsaber, and Luke steps out and grabs it and says, "That's no way to treat it." And they and they 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 say that they they say that their favorite thing about about the Last Jedi is that Rey came from nothing. That Rey was a nobody who harnessed the Force and built herself up. And and had her experience and was a was a poor girl on a planet who learned to be tough because she had to live in the side of, of 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 you know a scavenged star destroyer and had to learn to fight on the tough streets and who harnessed the power of the force because of how much she hoped she could be more but she always dreamed that it was something else lifting her up and at the end of the last Jedi it was a, a line full of hers leading to her own reflection all she needed was her and the force and their 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 criticism was no just kidding you need palpatine mm. i hear them i hear what they're saying i understand what they're saying to which i kind of want to respond is it not also 
as compelling a story and perhaps even a story that has never yet been told in Star Wars, which is you come from bad blood. Yeah, you come from that. I, that was over, one of the things I actually can you overcome it? kind of dug about it, even more so than the you came from nothing story, which I did enjoy. I did like that idea as well, but. Uh, as I was watching the film and the the Palpatine thing was um, unfolding, I I really came to go. You know what? I really l- love this idea more because th- there's this implication from Palpatine from all the Sith before um, that they're all with her, whatever, and like that she has no choice, that she has no. Um, agency and and for women that has been true for a very long time and I loved that she was like no I do get to make a choice yeah and so that it's it's so but I get their criticism I get them saying if they loved the fact that she came from nothing and when they talked about Last Jedi before they saw Rise of Skywalker they were saying that's amazing what a bold choice to say you're nothing you came from nothing and clearly when he goes what I meant to say is that they chose to make you nothing, which clearly that's not what he was saying before. Yeah. Like, bull- no. like, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. That's, it's not what he was saying before. Um, yeah. And I'll get to my thesis. Here's another thing they said. They said this film uh, also serves as a vote of no confidence for the entire sequel trilogy. They said, absolutely. The person who should have led the fleet back into the fight should have been Ben Solo. They said, think about it. He's on the planet. You don't know what's happened to him. He has destroyed things. He has been the focus of the film. It's him and Ray, him and Ray, him and Ray. Ray's alone. Everyone's alone. And who shows up? Lando Calrissian, which in the moment makes you feel like, oh yeah, man, it's Lando. Cool. But actually these movies aren't about Lando. These movies are about Ray, Finn, Poe, and Ben. So the fact that the fleet is led back by a that guy from like the a, that, old... that, that clearly felt like an homage to Han. Well, but that's the but that's, that's the thing though. Because that's, that's who that... would have come in, right? At the like that's yeah. So if it's going to be Han that would have come in, then have it be Poe, who is the new Han, or have it be Finn. How much more would have made sense that it was Finn? That would come in when everything's lost and Finn, Finn, Finn goes out to find the fleet. I can go find them. I can find them. Because guess what? Finn does nothing of value in either The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker. And it's a good actor playing an interesting enough character, doing a great job with the performance who doesn't affect the plot. But Lando Calrissian comes in out of nowhere? Because what they're like, they're going, hey, no, no, no. We What we mean is, didn't you love the first trilogy? Didn't you love Palpatine and Revenge of the Sith? Isn't it cool to see Harrison Ford back again? Isn't it awesome to see Carrie Fisher? And ultimately, when you're in the third part of a trilogy and you're not giving the major plot action to your main characters of the trilogy, instead going to your that old that's trilogy. true. Like, I think that the that the major plot stuff the the really i mean that felt major to me um like i loved like ben and and ray's connection 
and no, I love, like, I loved it, but and I, I, I do love agree with like them when that- they like are sort of like uh, they're having this like conversation like together but not together, and he and she like drops the you know saber into his hand well, like so, behind so, okay, his let, back let me, like let, that old see like that fucking shit was badass and I loved it. And I yeah, felt and so like let me, let me, they were let absolutely me the focus, or, and let, Lando and Lando and 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 Leia were definitely um, the rem, they were the links to the past. And I don't like the idea of not having the links to the past because I do think that's part of what makes um, has made these movies so successful. In, but they were, me. but but I but I do hear what they're saying that if it had, if, if you imagine that this is this trilogy, think of how much it means if it is Ben who suddenly appears with the fleet and then he goes down to the planet. I mean, Ben is Ray. suddenly the one who appears and saves her. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, or someone else, or Finn, or someone here, someone who makes you go, oh, like I love these. That I was the save, people. right? Like the battle that's happening up there is really not. The true sure. battle, like but, uh, to my me, point, the, my the point real is not, battle. My point is, is not which, or rather, their point. It's not my point, but their their point is, if this is a trilogy about Ray, Finn, Poe, and Ben, why is Finn ultimately doing a uh, yet another pointless mission on a horseback? Two films in a row. Um, <laughs> when when and, and you're sending Lando to to fly the Falcon, even to the point where Poe's like. I'm going to go rescue them. And Lando's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm Lando. I'm going to rescue them now. And maybe that's an allegory. They would say that's an allegory for the film. Lando's going to rescue you now. Here's another thing they had an issue with. And this is, they, they said they felt like, and this is true. It's come out now that a lot of people felt rushed. This film had three fewer months to get done. Now, some films shoot in three months. This had three months less than Force Awakens. And they made this, incredible point they said that they felt that that carrie fisher's death while poignant in her death what she does in the plot is unclear and and ultimately all she does essentially is say ben so that he puts down his guard and then she stabs him at which point they said not that we want to spend all our time rewriting the movie but can you imagine if han had showed up and he goes dad and he goes your mother took everything she had to send me here. Holy shit. Like that's, yeah, that, that oh, gives me goosebumps. fuck you. Are you kidding? Instead uh, no, of saying Ben's- I'm not kidding. Fuck you. I so love she wants that to, it was- So what she I wants to do- I love that it was mom, that mom took all her energy to send it to her son and that she broke through where dad could not. Like, fuck you. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. fuck she your doesn't fucking break- latent misogyny. Wait, no, no, no. Hear me out. She doesn't break through to him. She distracts him so he can get stabbed through the lung. But that's why he gets stabbed, because she does break through to him. Motherfucker, that's the turning point for him. Like, what movie were you watching? Maybe maybe this is something about, like, I disagree. No, no, no. You have a penis and you can't get this, but I don't know. Do you get this? Alexia, I don't don't think that that's fair. I don't think that's fair. (laughs) I think that the problem is, is that unfortunately, tragically, we didn't have Carrie Fisher to do the scenes. Which again, everyone's saying it's but, neat that so she was there. What if she had showed up in person? Would that have been better? Would that have been a fine? Or Holy would that still not been as good? Because it's not. No, my gosh, that would have been the dad. best. It's because, not his dad. No, it's not about it being her dad. But if he's going to be there, if you're going to go, hey, and by the way, I love, I love the scene that he's there. I, I cried do too. It was I cried the next. I cried the next day when I realized that that Ben's like dad and can't say I love you. 
And Han looks at him and goes, I know. I know. It's a beautiful. He says, I know. A beautifully written moment. All of it. Ideally, and even probably in the script that JJ had in mind, it is Carrie who shows up. She sends herself. Ideally, that that is because he had his moment with his dad and he lost his dad. And actually, ideally, you wouldn't have had to pay Harrison Ford whatever truckload of money you had to pay him for him to show up for five minutes for the film. Um, Carrie Fisher does the Luke trick, the same thing that her twin brother did in Aggression in the last film. She does with love in this film, but it's the same move done by the same woman who is the twin sister of the person who trained her using the same power. It's there's, you know, Lucas always said that Star Wars rhymes, right? He says that that's the reason the, the jokey version is it's the reason everybody says, you know, you know, I have a bad feeling about this. So how much of how poetic is it that Luke does the trick to show up and to, to show up and be aggressive, but his mom does the same trip that his that her twin brother does and shows up and saves him? That would have been ideal. But instead, you really just got her saying Ben, and then he gets stabbed. Now, to argue with myself, I said it should be about the new trilogy. I don't think she's the turning point for him. It's the fact that race the Ray heals him and he's like holy shit, the force can be used for good. She's using the force for good. Why would she give herself to me? It's the, um, I wish I could think of the movie that I'm thinking of. It's the, help me. It's, it's, it's the, it's the story of, it's a story of like, like the, 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 it's, uh, Les Miserables. It's it's Jean Valjean not understanding why the priest would give him more after he stole the candlesticks, and and going, wait a minute, I was just horrible to you. Why are you showing me kindness? And the priest going, I'm showing you kindness so that you will change, and it's that story. And then, of course, Valjean changes to a hero. It's that story for Ben Solo. Is that he was horrible to her. He was the worst. And in the moment that she could, she not only saved him, but she said she gives a piece of herself to save him. And he's like, oh, who am I? I'm Ben Solo. You know, so well, he starts singing. She doesn't and, tell him that. Yeah, but I think he feels that. And I think maybe he's schooled enough in the force to know that. I, I think that sure, it's conveyed. Why not? I think it's con- that's why I'm saying it, it happens, right? It happens with mom's contact. That's what I'm saying to you. Sure. It, it Mom opens with her his heart. She opens his heart a crack, right? And then Ray takes the opening and stabs him, hurts him, and then has the ability to leave. But then that same woman, okay, who trained All right. All her. Right. So here we go. Here we go. Right? Okay. So, Ray goes so back did... and heals him because that's what the right thing to do is. So and that so is what solidifies okay, so here, hear me that. Out, that hear me for out. Him. Then so okay. So my my same idea. In that I need her 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 death to be more meaningful than saying the word Ben and distracting him so he gets stabbed through the lung. She says Ben, he stabs her, and then she's raising up like she's like she's all dark side, right? Because that's what happened. She stabs her, she's like, Arr! and then bef- you hear one more thing from Carrie is her is her is her hand, you know, you know, releases or dies or whatever. And I'm sure they have these words, Ray, no. And she stops and she thinks. And then Carrie has influenced him to stop, but also as her teacher influenced her and directly has influenced what happened. It's just not as clear as it could be. And sure. I feel like, again, you know. And I, I, have, know, I would have no objection to the addition of those two words. It wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's. Or, or if you, or if you, and then also have it be Han shows up and goes, and goes, 
yeah, your mother sent me too. She's really fucking awesome. She's so fucking awesome. She sent her. She sent me. Padme Amidala's over there. She's here too. Ahsoka Tano is going to show up later. Believe it or not, all those Jedi who help you at the end, they were chilling. They were having like a party. And your mom showed up and she's like, bitches, you're going to go help Ray out now. She got to help Ray. What the fuck is this shit? You know that's what happened. You, get, hey, you, you, you know you, that's you, what you, happened. All those motherfuckers are busy la 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 the afterlife you, hanging out, and then you get he you, fucking you get, <laughs> Leia shows up and is like, "Motherfuckers, what are you doing?" Well, you know, Carrie, Carrie Fisher did enough interviews. You can take her audio from any of the interviews where she did it. Where she she's like, "I don't give a shit." She, she's made fun of Star Wars enough that you could find her saying something. Who's this Palpatoony dickhead anyway? I'm sure some point she said something along those lines because that was Carrie. And then you get all the other, like Hayden Christian shows up as Anakin instead of saying bring balance to the forces I have. Go, your mom is a or not your your or Ben's mom was an was a badass. She's a bad my daughter. That's my daughter. She's unbelievable. She fuck him, fuck kill him, kill him. And by the way, Palpy, you can hear me too. Fuck you, you fuck my life up. Fuck you. It's a bunch <laughs> of something. The movie's rated R. Dicks, of, fuck you. <laughs> Look, guys, yeah, there are a thousand, there are a thousand Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker reviews you could you could listen to right now. You listen to the Trek off review because this is what I you would wanted. like to add one short thing that 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 did amongst the people I saw with. And myself even, but I I grew I, I warmed up to it. Uh, the kiss. How did you yeah, feel? Yeah, I've been that? I've been thinking about that. I know what they were doing. I mean, it's 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 literally the end of Romeo and Juliet, right? It's literally the end of Romeo and Juliet. Like, watch the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet, right? No, I can't there, watch oh, Romeo plus Juliet. I can't watch that film. Actually, there, there are aspects there are aspects of that that I really like. But at the end of it, the one thing that it added that was really awesome that I think that every play should do is it, it, it's as written, Romeo kisses what he thinks is Juliet's dead body and kills himself. Then Juliet wakes up and kisses Romeo's dead body and kills herself. But what they did so well in that movie is what they did so well in that movie is Romeo takes the poison but doesn't die right away. Then Juliet wakes up and they have a moment when they see each other and she's like, oh my God, you're not dead. You're not dead. And just, it's in her eyes and she kisses him. And there's this moment where she's like, oh, you're, you're here. Like I dreamed, like you should be. And then he dies and she's holding his, his dead body. And, and that's the Romeo and Juliet moment. And I think it's a quintessential Ah. Romeo and Juliet moment. Um, And that's what they're doing. I mean, he's dead. They wake up, they wake up, kiss. Or, or she's dead, wake up, kiss, he's dead. And that's, it's clearly they're cribbing that exact same moment. And I get what they're going for. And I'm almost okay with it, except he, he kind of did blow up a planet. And the only way I can excuse it, and they do give it enough lip service that I'm willing to let it go because it's Star Wars, is that was Kylo, man. That wasn't me. <laughs> it was, that was Kylo. You see, Kylo was an asshole. I'm wearing like a long sleeve sweatshirt now. I'm cool, man. I'm cool, so, I'm Ben. Yo. There's no mask. Like I, 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 I dropped off all that shit, and now I, I went to the Gap, and I got this sweater vest. So really, let's kiss. I mean, no, it's it's yeah. 
you know, a kiss at the end. I do think there's a there's an element of JJ just wanting to throw everything in there. And for a certain population, there are people. There, there are a lot of people shipping the two of them. Um, I was. There are a lot of people. What shipping the two of them? What does that mean? You are familiar with the term shipping? No. Taken from the term relationship, shipping is when you have two fictional characters oh. that you want to be together. Spuffy, Bangel, oh. Team Edward, okay. Team Bella. Um, okay. And this is this is Raylo. Is what they're sure. <laughs> um, um, and there's a lot of people shipping Raylo, just like there's there's a lot of ship people shipping Poe and Finn. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm 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 okay with it. And given that we only have like five more minutes to talk about Star Wars, well, I just Rise thought of it was I, I, the people that I watched it with felt um, like there was no, and I did feel at the time I felt a little bit like confused because I never really got a sexual vibe from them. I did in the Last Jedi. I did, and I didn't in this movie, but I did in the Last Jedi very much get a get a. So I got more, I got a, a, a familial, I got something. Not at all. I got, I got very much in but the I scene. But didn't, I didn't get something sexual. So when she, when they're sitting, when, when, and she like touches his face, that's the first one where I'm like, I think they're going to like kiss, kiss. Like, I didn't really see that coming. Did like, you hear anybody? I just got to ask: Did anybody kind of uncomfortably laugh when he fell down dead in your theater? No, mm-mm. I we got a people. It was uh, it, not nearly as bad as as Anakin's mother <laughs> dying. Um, but but I we got a couple. Two of the screenings I did. There was a, there was something about the the way it was staged that was kind of like bloop that they they thought it was funny. Here's. I did in Last Jedi. I did get that sense. There was when they were in there and their fingers finally touched for the first time, and then Luke comes in and goes, "What are you doing?" Seemed very much like you know, like you know, they're 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 almost sort of a, a, a like being caught, like pubescent caught making out in Dad's basement. There was sure, there was an element of, of this is I'll sort of forbidden, and then and them grumpy Dad together and see kind of how I feel. Like I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, the right, right before, and I think I, I wonder if I'll feel differently if I'll feel there's more romantic tension there. But at the, right. in the end, I I'm like I'm actually fine with it. Um, I I just would have preferred he didn't die. I would have preferred if like she basically gave up half her life, or he gave up half his life, and like they're both gonna like live half as long. You know, like I don't understand why he's got to be all or nothing. This bullshit. By the way, if he's going to die and fade into the Force, why can't he be with with Luke and Leia at the end? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like like you know, and and like it makes. I mean, Han doesn't have to be there because Han's not a Jedi, and you don't have to have all the old Jedi there. But like, he's literally the Jedi of this movie who dies and fades into the Force. You put that Jedi at the end. That's what you do, and yeah. it would make sense for him to be there behind his mom you could get a clip where she looks up at him and he looks up at her but ultimately again they said that's the problem with this movie if you want to say you know him standing him standing between luke and leia giving him giving them his appreciation and them giving him their forgiveness is this movie wrapping up ben's story but instead it is and i'm apart from ray's story ending up with suddenly i'm going to call myself skywalker now um uh it, instead it is hey let's That's show you luke her own destiny 
It is, it is, but it's. I, I'm just giving a movie a hard time in that pace. But in terms of 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 the focus being on the old instead of the new, you put Ben in the middle, and suddenly Ben is one of the main characters of this film who got redeemed in the way that Vader did. That's kind of what they're saying. If you're going to have the Return of the Jedi moment at the end, have him fade in, and he gets the acceptance of his teacher and the forgiveness of his mother, and yet they're both there and then Ray gets to smile and then he looks at her and nods at her and she nods back and then the lady says what's your name and she says Skywalker that that makes the end of the movie about Ray and Ben but instead it's about Ray looking at Luke and Leia which is really just about the old trilogy and and it's again why I uh, further evidence that this might be a vote of no confidence in the new trilogy let me give you two more thoughts and then we'll jump to um, the other thing we need to talk about because I my first thought is that J.J. Abrams, there's a rumor that he is deeply unhappy with this film. Really? Um, and that even re, that, that re-edits and even possibly reshoots happened under Kathleen Kennedy's watch without his permission. And that when he saw the movie, he was- Really? On, on, under, under the auspices of, under, like, like, like under the auspices of, you have three months less, which he did, because it must be out in December. You have three months less. Let us shoot this other stuff. And we, you, you don't have time to edit the whole movie yourself. And eventually, because of the pressure Disney put, he was like, fuck it, fine, okay, do it. Do what you're going to do. And you trust an editor. The old, you know, not every director edits their film. You trust an editor. And evidently, there's a rumor, unsubstantiated, that, that the editor brought him the first cut. And he was like, what? What is this? Why is this happening? Why is this is not what I had in mind? Um, but who knows if that's true. Here's my ultimate thought about this film with all the criticisms that I have. It's not a perfect film. I think that some of the criticisms lobbied about it being not enough about the new people are kind of deserved. However, what this film has that Last Jedi didn't is um, is a real sense of fun. And there was a breakneck kind of, this is just the, the a new hope on steroids. I just scream and run all the time in, in uh, The Force Awakens that I felt this one was a little more relaxed like that. It was, it was force awakens, but force awakens. It had a couple drinks. And so <laughs> it's just, force it's just going to like, yeah, we're going to have fun. Yeah. Fucking they're going to lightsaber fight. And then they're going to stop the lightsabers with the force. Fuck you. I'll watch this movie. Like, like I don't need much else. She swings a lightsaber and he holds it back with the force. I'm yeah. good. And Man, I was going to I like, I could just, there were moments definitely while watching the film, but I was just like thinking of you and just like jizz in my pants. <laughs> yes, yeah. in my pants. <laughs> well, and and here's I I really struggle because you know how much I I want there to be consequence, and the fact is they kill not one, not two, but they have three major death moments for main characters being being Chewbacca and C three PO and Kylo Ren when he gets stabbed. These three death moments for for the characters that mean nothing, and two of the moments were they're dead, they're gone, they've been erased, which is Chewie and three PO, and one of those two moments was in the trailer of like three PO dies, and I really struggle with I, I I want there to be consequence, but I don't want to walk out of a, of a no. Star Wars movie more depressed, but no. I want there to be consequence, and ultimately my conclusion is you didn't need to have there be the fake scare of Chewie's thing crashing. It did seem very much like a fake out that felt like you know it was what? more- I feel like you needed it for one reason and one reason only. And t- for me, it felt like that was, it, it was a, it was a, 
a wake up call for Ray, like that maybe you don't have shit as under control as you think you do. Yeah. I and see I think that. That like without her thinking it, that's why I don't. I didn't feel like it was a scare necessarily just for us. I felt like it was for her, like it was for her but, character, and it was and it was specifically to feel that very real pain of like I lost control, and as a result yeah, of that, no, I I, I get that and killed it, Chewie. Like another po- another why. podcast that I another podcast I listened to said that they they'll give you one but the fact that they give you the i'm saying goodbye to my friends and then literally 10 minutes later he's pretty much back to how he was it's like that whole scene the whole scene meant nothing and they're like they're like we will give you chewy i'm not mad about chewy but you're going to do the same thing with 3po either have the balls to kill 3po or don't pretend you're killing 3po do one of those two things but don't just and i'm almost with you on that but that would mean you didn't get little babu frick yeah, yeah, and I loved him so much. <laughs> and I think that's what yeah. it comes down to for me with this film is that if you watch the original trilogy, um, it was in a time you have to keep in mind. Star Wars came out in the 1970s when cinema was dark. Cinema was super dark. You got Taxi Driver. It's the grittiest period of cinema of all time. Is is the late 70s? It's so dark and gritty and awful and hard. And and Star Wars comes out and gives you a little blast of joy. It's like, hey, and it's insubstantial. There's there's no father thing in the original Star Wars. There's no there's no darkness. It's just kind of like I mean, there's good. He does come home to his entire family burned to death, and he's literally fine. Two minutes later, he's just That's like true. Al Owen and Peru. <laughs> you know, like literally he spent he spends like he spends one sullen look into the sky and then he's back with ben like i got nothing here now but when ben dies who he literally is known for like 19 hours i can't believe he's gone and also my uncle and aunt are gone who have raised me their whole life but you know but ben's and gone. like and, and theirs was like a fucking vicious like imagine you're yeah, no. 18 and you come home and the people that raised you are like burnt husks. You know, know what I mean? Like it's fucking, ugh, you know, the thing, not just think about this what, disappearance that you get with Ben. Like just. I'm not criticizing dark Star Wars. I like dark Star Wars. I like the dark parts of Last Jedi. I love the, I, I, I appreciated Han's death. I love Revenge of the Sith. I, my favorite line in all of Empire Strikes Back is they didn't even ask me any questions, which is a dark fucking line. Oh God, um, no. I, I appreciate it. Ugh. But the, and, and Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, not Star Wars film, but film of all time. That being said, Star Wars was based on old action serials. Flash Gordon and and the stuff yeah. from the 1920s and just like, boom, bam, bam, let's just have fun. Let's have a ripping, roaring, great time. And every other Star Wars movie was based on Star Wars. So I do feel the influence of Indiana Jones on this movie. I feel the yep. influence of, of the Flash Gordon serials back on this movie. I do. I feel a, we're going from adventure to adventure and having one last trip because it's fun. And yeah, there's some intense stuff happening, but really, we're just having fun now. It's a victory lap. Enjoy it. Um, not a perfect movie, but I think the, the fact that it embraces fun makes me like it. I think that the 
criticism I can lob at the entire trilogy, if there is a criticism to be lobbed, is that I don't like a lot of Last Jedi because I feel like it's spitting in the face of, of Force Awakens. And then I can understand the criticism of Rise of Skywalker, especially if you liked Last Jedi, to go, yeah, but it feels like it's spitting in the face of, of <laughs> Last Jedi. I think ultimately the, the, the tragic flaw that made this instead of an awesome trilogy, it made it a, just a very good trilogy, which I love anyway because it's Star Wars, but is that there was no plan at the beginning. Never, ever, ever decide you're going to make a trilogy and not write the trilogy before you start shooting, says the director of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Who literally wrote new major things on the day. Um, I was going to say, who did what? <laughs> yeah, who, who literally had no idea where anything was going. The third one was going to be robots or aliens. But I would I would assume that these guys are better at this than I am. <laughs> like, did you learn nothing? Did you learn nothing from Ninjas versus Monsters? You got to plan it out first. You got to have I'm a trilogy telling you, in mind. So many movies the, I, I watch, I'm like, these motherfuckers are no better than us. Like yeah, they, they just have money. <laughs> well, and that's and that's the thing that I that when I look at this trilogy, I go, I, I go, it was a it was a mistake to let Ryan Johnson make the left turn from the from the Force Awakens that he did. He really did write them in a corner. His it, like it was a mistake to go. He clearly and, he clearly didn't because they seemed to get out of the corner just fine. They got out of the corner by saying there was no corner. <laughs> Are you kidding? First of all, you know how they're only like you know how they're only like twenty like rebels left and no ships. Just kidding, J.K. We have a whole fleet of ships right here on what looks like another Yavin Four. They're there. They were just waiting there. And we got a bunch of people. And also, you know how Ray's not nobody? No. Ray's fine. She's somebody. And you know how Luke doesn't want to be a Jedi? Just kidding. He's going to take the lightsaber. He's totally into it. Here. Here's an X-Wing. You know, and you know, you know how you know how Snoke wasn't important and 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 we're gonna find out what happens when Kylo Ren is the supreme leader. Just kidding. He's under a new guy. He's he's second banana to a new dark force user who happens to be Palpatine. It's you know it's like every left turn that I'm mad at in Last Jedi. They literally Rise of Skywalker said, "No, don't be mad. It's fine. Didn't happen. Didn't happen." Um, and I think that I think Ryan Johnson is talented. He, he's got a movie out right now in theaters called Knives Out, which is getting unbelievable reviews. He's a talented, talented dude. But he to is. go, hey, to go, there are twenty rebels left. And you can destroy ships by just flying at them in light speed. And Ray's parents are no one. And Snoke is dead. And we, we haven't explained who he was. And and go have fun. I can't imagine sitting down in the writer's room. I can imagine just sitting there putting my hands in my hair and just going, holy shit, what do I do? <laughs> what do, I do with this? <laughs> you broke my toys. <laughs> How am I, I don't supposed know to I do the toy this, play? Man. I mean, there's I have... blue, but there's pissing pieces. And there's yeah. pieces that don't belong to this set. I know. Fuck. So, so, so I think that that ultimately there needed the, the story needed to be needed to be curated from the beginning with some basic ideas. Didn't have to be fully fleshed out, but here's what part one is. At least have yeah, like a like a outline. You, you, you know, need like to know where each, you each of the movies class, like way way early. <laughs> yeah. You needed to know where each movie began and ended before you started shooting the first one. Because then you could lay seeds in the first one that you paid off in the third one. You could do that sort of thing. 
And instead, you have three movies that are very disparate from one another. And I, I get that criticism. But this movie's a ton of fun. I'm going to see it again. I just grin through, the, especially the last like 90 minutes of the movie. Oh, I'm just yeah. grinning my, 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 like, and the last 40 especially. I'm loving all once, of it. Yeah, once, and, once Ben is, you know, once, once Kylo is gone and we've got Ben, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased. And is it is it stupid that Palpatine could possibly be back? Is it explained in any way how he could be? I heard one podcast say, look, there are two ways he's back. Either he was on the Death Star or he's a clone. If he was on the Death Star, then why is 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 Dominic Monaghan sitting there, the Hobbit, sitting there going, cloning, it's dark science. Okay, so clearly he's cloned. If he's cloned, why is he such a shitty clone? Why is it like cloned with zombie eyes who needs to be on a coat hanger? This guy literally cloned an army. He literally cloned an army of people. <laughs> he's made millions, millions of clones, and he's been by himself with a bunch of cloning shit. With a bunch of dark Sith people who are there to do something to help him out. Why Why is his clone of himself so shitty? So it doesn't make sense that it's either one of those two things, but I'm okay with all of it because I just li- love listening to Ian McDermott say that line from the Re- Revenge of the Sith going, the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I want to see... A one-act play starring him and Alan Rickman that lasts three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me why you have come to my shop. I'm here to buy something. (laughs) It just goes. (laughs) I would watch it. We have to change gears for just a couple of minutes. Um, uh, because um, we did lose someone in Star Trek, uh, and this happened. Oh gosh, this happened! Like r- we were gonna do a show about it, and then we weren't able to do, and then and everything went past. Um, of course, Renee. It was the holidays, and it kind of felt a little bad to be like, "So happy holidays!" Somebody yeah, and then and then you know here we are, and and um, I was like, Renee "Happy New Year!" Somebody died last year. We're dude, dude, end. dude, dude played with my kids. And just hung out and was awesome and tweeted at me afterward about how fun that was. And oh. every story I hear about the man is that story. Um, yeah, like I wa- actually, I didn't meet him. Like I didn't get there to meet him at like the meeting time, place, whatever. I met him because I was like walking the hallway and he was walking the hallway. And he had like, he wasn't like standoffish or... You know, I tried to compose myself, you know, politely, um, but he was, there was no, like, you can't talk to me because of who I am, even though we're in this hallway together and we're with people. You know what I mean? It was, he was really, and I got to see his, um, his talk and I I think I, I if I don't remember correctly, I think I got to ask him a question. Um, and he was delightful and fun and just just good feelings about the guy like yeah um good vibes he, he, odo started out as such a one note character you know, i'm angry and i can shapeshift <laughs> um if you watch i dare you watch the first episode of deep space 9 and then watch any of the things from season 7 of deep space 9 and he is not only vastly vastly different 
he's also absolutely the same. Yep. And it's very easy to take someone like Kira, who seems vastly different and not that much the same. There's not much in common with her and the first time you see her where she's like, you're throwing it all the way. And by the end, she's much more sensitive kind of all the time. Um, and then you have people like Quark who doesn't change really at all. And that's the glory of Quark is that he's just always <laughs> quintessentially Quark. It takes, it takes someone really gifted, mm-hmm. really insanely gifted to have you go, you could watch that last season. You could watch like watch the first three episodes and watch like the last three episodes where he really factors in. And he seems like the same guy who's been through some shit. It's like he when you do a play sometimes, you map out your your character's um emotional state like on, on a graph. And it's like every season he was like, here's where I was, and here I where here's where I want him to go, but he's still always gotta be Odo. Yeah. You know, there is no Kylo Ren and Ben Solo switchover for him. He is quintessentially Odo. And then when you meet him and you're like, holy shit, he's not like this at all. There's nothing about him. <laughs> There's nothing about him that would work in an action movie. There's nothing about him that would work as a scary character, which he can be. There's nothing about him that's actually very gruff. And if you watch him on Benson, he's not gruff at all. He's just snooty. Oh, God, I loved as, him as, on as that Clayton. show, though. Um, he he has and, such a and, good heart. Like, because that's the thing. Like, that's he had like an it factor. Like, there there's a base likability about that man. I like, think the thing some is, some people you- have that. There's just like a base warmth. And like, no matter what else, like, because even when he's being gruff and Odo-y, like, you feel that somehow. It's like but he wasn't Jimmy allowed Stewart. to do it in the first season, so he is just kind of gruff. And you could tell, you can, you could almost hear the conversations with him and the producers as time goes on. Going, you need to give me more. You need to let. You got to give me more to do. I can do more. I can do more. Trust me. Trust me. And as he continued to overperform, they gave him more to do. Um, uh, he he. Odo was an astounding character. He was an astounding guy. Um, and a guy it's so who interesting I'm, I'm, too. Like my, I what around that time, um, my father never like I told you. My you know that's my introduction to Star Trek, and that's what Star Trek is to me. And we watched the original series, um, but he had never seen Deep Space Nine, and over the this the past. Like, I guess, starting in the fall, he started watching Deep Space Nine. and Just like now? Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Isn't that wow. crazy? Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, was texting me about it, and he, like, just finished it, like, a few days ago. Like, so he what it, was, did, what was his, getting what was his to thought? experience that. For the, I mean, he didn't get into it because he's he was just like, I'm on to the, he's like, I finished the, you know, Deep Space Nine, and now I'm on Voyager. Um, so I haven't had a chance to talk to him and get his thoughts, his deep thoughts on, uh, Deep Space Nine, but I just thought that was really interesting. The timing, um, I was like, here's someone who loves Star Trek, who had never seen this series. And, you know, just as we're, you know, having this light taken from our world, um, it lives on. And someone, you know, who's a, a man probably around his, his age, um, like my dad is what, 82, 80, something like that. 39. He's 39.9999999 repeating. Um, he was born in 39. Oh, I, I know. He was, I know what year he was born. I just I didn't sit here and do the math. Regardless, 
um, experiencing it for the first time. I think that's really, I think there's something really beautiful about that. I, uh, I think that the, the hardest thing for me to read, but it's also what's worth reading if you have a chance, if you go onto his Twitter feed, um, he knew he was going to die. He clearly knew he was dying. Ugh. He didn't like die suddenly. And the last like three weeks of his life is him pontificating on the nature of life and death and letting go when you die. And oh it's a God. hard, it's a hard read that's also strangely uplifting. Um, I suggest that anybody do it. I think it's the most honoring thing you can do to someone after they die. If they know they're going to die and they write a bunch before they die, the reason that they're writing is they want you to get their thoughts because they know they're not going to be around anymore. And they're like, here's, wait, wait, before I go, here's what I want you to know. Um, and, uh, and I'll ha- I'll have to do that now. I didn't know. It's, it's, it's crushing and beautiful oh. And and uplifting, like I said at the end, it's not like so I'm going to die. This sucks so much. Like it doesn't surprise like, me that it would be. Yeah, it's 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 not him going. Life's not fair at all. It's him going. Life is awesome, and I'm sad to leave it. And what you leave behind matters. And it's 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 really it's sort of stunning. Um, but a stunning man, a stunning loss. Um, sorry to leave uh, Rise of Skywalker on that note, um, but we would be remiss if we didn't honor. Uh, so a uh, a raise a raise what what raise a Romulan ale raise a warp core breach raise a cup of goo um, to uh, to Odo and Rene Bourgeois, um who uh, who left us. Um, okay, next coming up next on the Trek Off show, um, we have we we're recording this on the 9th of January. I will post this post this on the 10th of January. Um, we are going to try very hard to not go even a week. Before we talk about all of the short tracks, because there are a bunch. Did you see the animated ones? I have not seen any of them. All right. Well, first of all, watch short tracks between now and then. Figure. They're really good. You will love, you will love um, Ephraim and Dot. It's animated. It's an animated Star Trek. And it is wonderful. It is beautiful. It is It is a wonderful sort of uplifting little piece of uh, but watch season two can can we can I give you that homework between now and next week to watch season you two of short, short as if I don't ever do my homework I always do my homework sir okay then I I hereby give you the best homework in the world watch a bunch of Star Trek <laughs> I was gonna say like so basically just do something you want to do anyway twist cool. twist my arm uh, the, like okay. don't call it my homework and I'll tell you why like because then it makes me not want to do it I was always that kid I loved oh, to read voraciously as a child but if you told me it, but, and one of my, if it was like my favorite book and you said I have to read it I'd be like mm, I don't want to I don't want to right now though like it just it, it has this you. effect on me I'm like I'm a rebel at, at heart I guess and I really don't like being told what to do uh, so don't that, call it that being said watch all of them right now um, they, they are they, they are wonderful and, and now I'm not gonna watch any of them but I'm just gonna like wing it I would don't I'm gonna be that. like oh you yeah no that was them. a good part you love them and then afterward uh, of course our, our last do that our, our last, our last uh, pre-Picard show, where uh, it's it will be, it's an interesting moment to talk about the fact that we're going to watch Picard for the first time. It is the last time we won't know what happened after Nemesis. It's the last time. All we know is what we were told in Star Trek 2009: Romulus exploded. Um, Romulus exploded. <laughs> like that's all we know. Just make it sound like they just like. 
But that's all they know. It's all we know because because that's 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 all we know about it. I no, have, I know, I know. It's just the way that you said it. It was funny. To I have me. some feelings. I've read some stuff. I have. I I would bet, given the Patrick Stewart's involved as a producer, I would bet we're going to find a federation that is far less hopeful. And that is that 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 has. That I don't has know how lost I'm going to feel about that, but I, I don't. But again, I mean, I mean that might be kind of the the Star Trek it we might, need right now. You know, well, like that's we the might, thing is 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 he 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 has said, and if you watch the trailers, the trailers are, are all him like being dismissed and saying you've lost the, your way. And face it, by the time you get to insurrection, there's a lot, and even the end of DS9, there's a lot of compromises being made within the Federation morally. And now we get to a point where if he wants to reflect, reflect the times, if the 80s was all optimism, well, and I'm, I'm not being political when I say this, but I'm saying there is a lot of discord and isolationism happening not just here, but all over the world. Keep in mind, he is, oh, you yeah. know, so, so I could see like a world a where fact, like, you know I could I mean? see a world where like Romulus explodes and it makes it so the Federation is not exploring and is more isolationist. And then you need someone to step up from the old school and go, hey, hey, maybe we should look to higher ideals than the ones we have now. Um, I don't mind darkness. I don't even mind darkness in the Federation um, as long as Picard brings us hope. And I think he is, you know, of all the captains, he's the most hopeful. He's the one who's like, he's the one who's like, <laughs> what's the, like living is making choices, you know? <laughs> it's, that's, he's, like, like, Kirk's like, Kirk is like, I'm... Hoping that you're okay, but I will absolutely arm you to fight your enemies. And <laughs> like, I don't care if he stabbed you in the face before you die. Make friends. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm hoping that – I kind of hope that's what the show is. I have a real strong – I hope that the show shows I think it would be really interesting because I think that like what we're seeing um, around the world is a, sort of a clash – between old ideas um that are based somewhat in fear and uh uncertainty and um newer younger ideas um just sort of broadly across this not spectrum. look and not to judge one no, over the other not to judge there are... one way or the other but like it'll be interesting if yeah. in the show I, I may feel a judgment inside me one versus the other um, you've got that's this, not what we're that doing sort of reverse. That's, that's not right? our show. Um, like I, you've got the the hope and the seed um, of someone who hasn't given up. Uh, yeah, who, and 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 what can what can that spark? Yeah, I think and what it, can it, that spark? Yeah, and have that because I think that has the potential to sort of open people's minds up that like just a just because you're older doesn't mean you no longer have value um you do uh and i think we as a culture specifically the united states but kind of everywhere um most places anyway we're, we're very ageist um so i think it'd be really interesting to see what they're going to do with that and with him being involved and knowing the kind of person that he is and i trust in that so and then and then of course a couple days after that if not the night of if we can sw swing it a trek off on the first episode of Picard which we're going to have to 
I mean, I, I really want to do this one as regularly as we can because, like, you know, this is, you know, I, when, when Star Trek 2009 came around, came back, that's your Star Trek coming back, right? That's, that's, it's not Shatner, but it's Kirk and Spock. You got that. Yeah, mm-hmm. This one's mine. This one's mine. This is the one I have waited for 18 years to get more of this. More 24th. I probably not. And you did a whole show. You fucking. You got it. You got it. You you got you got a, you got a trilogy of incredibly high budgeted movies. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, I yeah, that's true. It's look. We never thought we would be there in either of these cases. So that's it's true. a good time to be a fan. <laughs> so really, all right. For now, my name is. <laughs> I'm <Justin>. so entitled. <laughs> I know we are. We're lucky. We're lucky. I did say the. My name is Justin. You can say her name. What's your name? I forgot. No, and no. <laughs> my name's Justin. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. <laughs> trek off, bitches. Wait, no, do I say trek off, bitches? I no, you're it. supposed was... to say it because you're me, duh. Oh, say, sorry, sorry, sorry. And my name is Alexia. Trek off. I would like to submit <laughs> trek off, bitches. You can't do the whole thing. What's wrong with you? All right, you can say, you, you gotta end it. It's you gotta can't be try it's to not do the all same. of Alexia. It's just not the in same. It's not the same. It Go ahead. Work. Tre- hey, everyone, trek off. <laughs> trek off, bitches.